0: Welcome to UKXAN News Today. Headlines on this Friday. An Amber Alert is out for Audrey Cunningham of Livingston, Texas, that's northeast of the Houston area. Now, Audrey was last seen wearing a black hoodie, a camp backpack, and black tennis shoes.
1: Texas Attorney General Ken Paxson is back in court today for a securities fraud case that he is seeking to dismiss. Paxson's accused of defrauding investors Prosecutors say he didn't disclose he was being paid to promote stock for a McKinney Tech startup. He faces up to 99 years in prison as well as fines if convicted. He's pleaded not guilty with that trial set to start in April.
0: City of Austin is hosting a groundbreaking to extend one major road in far north Austin. The East Breaker Lane expansion project would extend East Breaker Lane from Dawes Place to Samsung Boulevard. Groundbreaking starts this morning at 10 o'clock.
1: Parts of Central Texas waking up to rain this morning, and we are expecting to return to cold weather as well. Thanks for joining us, I'm Tom Miller.
0: Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. So you
2: say, Nick, to get your jacket ready? Yeah, some of us need our rain jackets, the rest of us will need our heavier winter coats here as we head into the weekend. There's a little rain out there now. I wanna take you out to Lockhart, Uh, There, where it's 66 degrees, we've been uh, taking a look at our far eastern cameras to see if we can see any of the rain that's affecting some of our southeastern communities. So far, we're not seeing much uh, yet. The rain, if it's falling in Lockhart, is too light to make for any puddles, and it's 66 degrees. You can see just how close that rain is to Austin, but close may not actually get you anything at all. This rain is staying in our southeastern counties. There's Lockhart likely missing out on the rain for now, but a little farther south you're getting into that rain there in Caldwell County and into especially Fayette County and southeastern Bastrop County getting a little bit of that uh, rain here this morning. Other than a little bit of a jog to the north, we don't expect the rain expands much here today. In fact, it's going to be pushing off to the southeast as we head later into the morning. Temperatures outside right now, low to mid sixties. It is a a warm start across the area. We'll keep those low 20% rain chances going for the next few hours, generally just focused on our southeastern counties. Those chances drop down to 10% at eight and 10, and then we're mostly dry the rest of the day with the 60s as you get out the door. So coming up in first warning weather, we'll track the departure of these early morning rain showers ahead of the impacts of an evening cold front tonight that sets us up for a cold weekend.
1: I thank God for intervening
2: there and uh, giving us that protection.
1: St. David's Hospital leaders crediting a large indoor aquarium with taking most of the impact during Tuesday's lobby car crash. This injured five people, including two children, and left the driver dead.
0: But a KXA investigation found a less exotic method that might have prevented this. KXN investigation revealed unlike some other hospitals, St. David's North Austin Medical Center does not have any kind of barriers in place to stop or slow a vehicle from making its way inside. Yesterday, the Texas Health and Human Services Commission confirms there is no state, there is no federal law or rule requiring hospitals to install the security posts and also called bollards at entrances.
1: HHSC says hospitals are required to meet minimum standards and have emergency preparedness plans in place. When we asked if it ever sent guidance on those bollards, HHSC told us hospitals should look to their accrediting organizations for best practices on security measures.
0: Governor Abbott says he's going to make a border security announcement later on today in the city of the Eagle Pass. He says it's in response to President Biden's border policies. At a campaign event in Cedar Park this week, Abbott said Texas continues to step up to secure the border. We will have more on the governor's announcement today right here on KXAN. His remarks are scheduled for 1 o'clock in the afternoon.
1: A new Texas law making it a state crime for non-citizens to enter into the country illegally is getting its first test in federal court this week goes into effect in less than a month, but the Department of Justice and Civil Rights groups have sued to block it. No cameras were allowed in the courtroom, but KXAN's Monica Madden was there and has more on the arguments.
3: This impacts all of us. Border residents and activists making their opposition to SB4 heard outside federal court Thursday. What Texas is doing is unconstitutional. If it stands, the law will give Texas police powers only reserved for federal agents, arresting and effectively deporting migrants who cross illegally.
0: We're allowed to prosecute people coming into our state illegally from a foreign nation.
3: In court, state attorneys echoed arguments made by the bill's author last week in Eagle Pass.
0: It's not preempted by existing federal immigration law. It's not in conflict with federal immigration law that's in in place. And mostly, uh, Texas has the right, the constitutional right and authority uh, to secure its border.
3: While the judge said he was sympathetic of the problems Texas is experiencing, he expressed skepticism of the state's arguments, expressing concern that if other states were to enact similar immigration enforcement laws, it would lead to a patchwork of laws and a confederation of states. U.S. attorneys argued, quote, there's no ambiguity. States cannot have parallel laws for removing non-citizens. Pointing to a similar law Arizona passed that was later deemed unconstitutional.
4: I think there's very little question that so long as the Supreme Court's 2012 decision in the Arizona case is still a good law, what Texas is doing is unconstitutional.
3: Legal experts speculate this issue will end up before the Supreme Court again.
4: Immigration policy, whether we like it or not, is the purview of the federal government.
3: Monica Madden, KXAN News.
1: U.S. District Judge David Ezra said he's going to try and make a decision well before the law is set to take effect on March 5th.
0: Kansas City plans to reopen Union Station today after that deadly shooting during the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl victory rally.
1: Right now we know that there are two minors in custody, but as NBC's Maggie Vespa reports, police say there could be more arrests
3: coming up this morning on today, new details revealed by police on what they now say led up to Wednesday's deadly mass shooting here at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl parade. They now say that shooting stemmed from a dispute between several people. At the same time, they say two teenagers remain in custody. No word yet on names or charges. They also say 23 people total were shot. More than half of those shot were under the age police say of 16. One person was killed in the shooting. A local radio DJ who her family says was a pillar in the community and also a lifelong kansas city sports fan hear from them and hear the latest on the investigation here in kansas city coming up on today
0: thank you maggie when we could find out the penalty for former president donald trump after a new york judge found that his company engaged in fraud
1: and round rock is adding more green space the space being created to leave a lasting impact for generations to come
0: Good morning, everyone. On this Friday, as so we take a live look from one of our cameras all over Central Texas, this is over at the Whittleseed Landscape, looking at Round Rock. Good morning, Round Rock, and thanks for joining us. A man is facing charges after Austin police say he admitted to spraying graffiti on a sculpture outside of the Austin Public Library in downtown Austin.
1: There's court documents that show that a security officer saw 40-year-old Jonathan Gonzalez defacing art pieces outside the library with all this paint, you see this here. The records show the art piece, about the size of a car, and cost the city nearly $176,000. KXAN reached out to Gonzalez's attorney, but we have not heard back. Today, former President Donald Trump is expected to learn his punishment. It's after a New York judge found his company engaged in fraud. And in this civil case, the New York Attorney General asked for a $370 million fine She also asked to ban Trump from the New York real estate industry. Trump also headed to trial next month over hush money allegations. That will be the first criminal case ever against a former U.S. president. A New York judge ruled that jury selection can begin on March 25th. These charges date back to Trump's 2016 campaign, where he's accused of doctoring his company's books to cover up evidence of an alleged affair with adult film actress Stormy Daniels. We are looking at a trend and the challenges that experts say can face more and more people as Texans are joining unions.
0: How people in one county in the Hill Country are soon gonna get help faster when it comes down to an emergency.
4: It's opening day for the Texas baseball team. Longhorns welcome in the University of San Diego. I've got more on that coming up.
0: Happy Friday, everyone. This is a live look at the city of Austin skyline. Lots of people waking up, getting ready for the marathon later on this weekend. We're checking in with meteorologist Nick Bannon to see what your forecast looks for Sunday. And of course, on this Friday, Ascension Seton Medical Center, Google and Starbucks, just a few companies where those local employees have unionized in the past few years.
1: It's adding to a growing trend of more Texans seeking union membership the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics says last year, 4.5% of working Texans were union members, up from 3.8% in 2021. The State Federation of Labor Unions, Texas AFL-CIO, says specifically in Austin, it's seen growth in union interests within the tech industry.
0: Folks at Google and YouTube just, um, in Austin just went on strike,
1: and um, you know, they're still fighting for their contract. Texas AFL-CIO says one of the fastest growing sectors for unions is journalism. Just a few weeks ago, employees at the Texas Tribune announced plans to unionize, follows layoffs several months earlier. So though, compared to the national average, Texas ranks low for union membership. Looking in-depth, this week Ford CEO said the company will rethink where it builds vehicles. That follows last year's auto workers strike. CEO Jim Farley said the company always took pride in its relationship with the United Auto Workers, having avoided strikes since the 70s. um, But last year, Ford's highly profitable factory in Louisville, Kentucky, was the first truck plant to shut down amid a strike. The shift is now raising questions about whether Ford's new small electric vehicle will be built in the U.S. or perhaps Mexico, where labor costs are lower.
0: Half the states in the country are right-to-work states, which among those states and unions, Hawaii scored the highest, more than 24%, followed by New York. Government records show the Carolinas have the lowest amount of union members at under 3% each.
4: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning to you. Longhorn baseball team went through one final practice on Thursday before tonight's regular season opener, against san diego david pierce his eighth season as the head coach at texas he will start lebaron johnson on the mound against the toreros for texas ranked 16th in the preseason poll guys like peyton powell back from last year's team that came within an eyelash of going to omaha a mix of newcomers as well and well the day before an opener is special no matter how long you've been in the game
2: it's not you're not nervous or worried you're just excited you're excited of all the work that our team's put in to see how they can go out and compete against other teams i know going into tonight, i'm probably not going to sleep the best Um, not because i'm necessarily nervous it's a good nervous you know i'm you know we've done so much you know this fall we've put the work in we're we're confident in our ability to go out there and win that's what you know we're trying to do and everybody knows you know this year we're, we're we're making a push to omaha if it's the last thing we do
4: Seven o'clock start tonight at UFC Dish Field at five o'clock our time. The Texas softball teams in Florida, they'll take on number two Tennessee. Longhorns number three and undefeated after winning five out of five out in Southern California last weekend. Back to you.
1: Thanks, Roger. The Verde and Black, ready to vibe this upcoming season. Something a little groovy from Austin's past. (laughs) Team unveiled a new secondary jersey this week at ACL Live. It is the Armadillo Kit. Okay, we're going to get your reviews in just a second, but this draws inspiration from the Armadillo World Headquarters, the iconic music venue where legends like Willie Nelson and Janice Joplin helped make Austin the live music capital of the world
0: a little throwback I see okay he's excited yeah he's got
2: his new kit <laughs> you know we saw a preview of this uh, from a uh, outlet store last San Marcos yeah uh, actually it looks better now seeing it in person it does look similar to to that little preview we got but um, but it's, well, it's also really dark nice. in that video <laughs> He's true. like, turn yeah, on the lights not, and see what yeah. it really Close looks the like, games guys. Are in the evening, though. So that that's is. true. That's the yeah. look. All right. Maybe they're going for a jersey that looks good <laughs> when the sun is down. <laughs> but no, it, it looks really good. So we'll I'll see it in person one day, you and I, Tom. And we'll get you one as well. Th- well, thanks, guys. Yeah, so we'll nice. all be watching one day. Okay. Uh, hey, let's get you to your forecast because we've got some rain. For some of us, most of us will not see a drop here today, so lower your lower your expectations already. Uh, it's cloudy, though, in Austin, as it will be all day. You can see where the rain is south, southeast, and east of us. And as we zoom in, you can see that that rain, therefore, is clipping our southeastern counties. Caldwell, Bastrop, Fayette, maybe a little bit of Lee getting in on some rain. I think Fayette County is going to end up being by far the wettest county, and by wettest we mean still not a lot of rain. You can see our high-resolution computer models picking up on that rain in our southeastern counties, maybe just a hair farther northwest than this depiction here at 7 in the morning. But we do expect those rain chances all but disappear by 10, and then we're just cloudy for the rest of us here with some perhaps thinning in the clouds in the Hill Country at times this afternoon. There is one additional rain chance coming with the arrival of a cold front tonight. This is a subtle change from previous forecasts. There may be a thin strip of showers that develops between about five and eight tonight that has the chance to actually impact the Metro and our Eastern counties with about a 10 minute shower at best. Uh, Those rain chances disappear by eight tonight. So we think most of us still stay dry, but there is that window from about five to eight that you may see an additional shower or perhaps your first shower of the day in the Metro into our Eastern counties. I don't think that those late day rain chances affect you in the Hill Country. We'll start off your Saturday with clouds and it'll be cold, but sun comes out in the afternoon, although that's not gonna warm us up much here as we head through the day tomorrow. How much rain? Just a few hundredths of an inch of rain in our Eastern counties with those highest totals being in Fayette County. early rain southeast today. Otherwise, it's cloudy and warm with a high of 72. And remember those low rain chances this evening. Temperatures drop this evening as a cold front blows through by about say, between 5 and 7 in the metro. We go from the 60s to the low 50s quickly. And then it's 40s and even upper 30s to begin the day tomorrow. And high temperatures only in the low 50s. And it's going to be windy. A little breezy today, but once that cold front starts arriving, then those wind gusts really start picking up out of the northwest to then the north. And we're looking at gusts in the 20 to 30 mile per hour range. There may be some gusts a little over 30 at times overnight and through the morning tomorrow. Those wind gusts do start to come down a little bit as we head into your Saturday afternoon. So here's your weekend. Slow clearing Saturday, but gusty winds, 50s feeling more like 40s, and in the morning it'll feel like the 20s, even if we're in the 30s and 40s. By Sunday, sunshine, but a widespread freeze likely early in the morning, uh, 59 degrees. We're forecasting temperatures just above freezing in Austin, but we think just about every other community drops down to freezing or below here Sunday morning. Monday, President's Day, sunshine and 71, 79 and mostly sunny Tuesday. We're up to 80 on Wednesday, 81 on Thursday with a few more clouds coming ahead of a cold front that will start to drop us back down as we head into next Friday. Thank you, Nick. Angela
0: Chow, CEO of the major shipping company Foremost Group and sister of former Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow, died in a car accident in Blanco County over the weekend. The 50-year-old was the company's CEO since 2018. And in a statement, her father said, quote, her absence leaves a void not only in our hearts, but in the Asian American community. The Blanco County Sheriff's Office says this investigation into an accident on private property involved chow, but it has not provided any other details about that incident. Families will get to enjoy new features at a local park. The Round Rock City Council said yes to more than $1 million worth of park improvements. The
1: goal there is to give locals their own great lawn, similar to something that Austin already enjoys to hang out there, spruce up this area around that iconic water tower that you can see from all around Round Rock. KXN's Mercedes Hernandez talked with city leaders to find out what's in the works.
5: Rick Atkins is the Parks and Rec Director for the city of Round Rock. He says the city is investing in a master green space plan, linking new and existing parkland with trails.
1: When you really pay attention to uh, great cities around the country, they have great park systems, especially in the downtown area.
5: Earlier this month, the City Council approved plans to build out the Lawn at Brushy Creek project. The estimated cost is around $1.3 million. Some of the new parkland will be developed on this grassy lot off Georgetown Street. Eventually, the 20-acre park will connect local trails, establish a canoe launch, and build a pedestrian bridge over the creek.
1: That kind of connects north to south. That's going to that's gonna take up a significant chunk of that. Uh, So we see that bridge and maybe the first phase being the lawn in itself.
5: The lawn at Brushy Creek will be near the existing Veterans Park. Anthony Saldana lives in Round Rock and says he's interested to see how this area will change.
2: It would be nice. I mean, I just hope there's not too much construction. Ruins all the water, you know? But besides that, it's really nice out here. I wouldn't mind a little bit of pavilions.
5: Atkins says the Lawn at Brushy Creek Project is happening alongside the Town Green Project near the city's water tower, rendering show improved sitting areas and walking paths. The cost of those estimated at just over $400,000.
1: We're very excited. We think these are legacy projects for our community.
5: In Round Rock, Mercedes Hernandez, KXAN News.
1: Atkins says that these projects are likely to go up for construction bid early next year. They're being paid for by a bond approved by voters last year. So let's look into history of one of Austin's most famous green spaces, Zilker Park. It's named after Andrew Jackson Zilker. He came to Austin in 1876 to become a businessman and a banker. Zilker owned all this land where Barton Springs is currently located early in the 1900s. He later sold 50 acres, including the springs, to the city in 1917 and gave even more land to the city over the years, land now known as Zilker Park.
0: Pretty cool. City of Austin wants to turn an abandoned railroad track in South Austin into a new trail system. But Furritson needs money to pay for it. It would be called the Bergstrom Spur Trails to Transit Project. Six mile project from Vincent Drive to East Riverside near Highway 183. You saw the map there. This week, city council approved submitting an application to the U.S. Department of Transportation for a special program that awards money to projects that lower greenhouse gas emissions and addresses environmental justice and racial equity. Projects can earn up to $25 million. The city says it's gonna offer a funding match of $6 million.
1: For those listening on the KXAN Today podcast, good morning and thanks for joining us. Here's what we've got at five on KXAN Today, a new mountain bike park that opened up this fall and we're gonna show you the teenager who designed this and was the mind behind it and how he came up with the money to get it done.